I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. Let's lock in. This is Unrivaled. Yes! Yes! The teams you live for. The sports you love. With Scott Mitchell and Alex Keurig. Presented by G2G Bars. On 97.5 B KSL Sports Zone. Hey everybody, welcome on in. It's Unrivaled 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Alex Curie, Scott Mitchell, Jeremiah Jensen walking into the studio. JJ, long weekend for you, Staggering dude. Staggering in here, dragging in here. Yeah, it's like, listen, I think this was mentioned. We do get a little bit, it's hard for us sometimes to see the force for the trees because, like, yeah. we work these events <laughs> and it is work. Like, it's not as glamorous as people think. When you are hustling down, I think there, at one point on Friday night during the Rising Stars game, uh, Walker Kessler's team gets eliminated within five minutes of the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. While the game is about to start, the second game is about to start. The Jazz come up and they go, "Hey, Walker's media availability is right now. If you want him, right now." I'm like, "During the other game?" <laughs> like, "Yeah, this is it." You better get down and get it. So we're like, oh, running downstairs, we'll run back upstairs, and and I remember just thinking, this is this is wild because it is it's it's an insane amount of events. Salt Lake City handled it perfectly. I think that they great. awesome host did a great job. Uh, in the end, I think you and Scott and I all had the same vibe, which was I ended up leaving at halftime. I left at halftime. I didn't have the you didn't have the luxury of being able to leave at halftime <laughs> because you had a. Uh, six and ten o'clock. You guys had to do last night, but I walked out of that th- or on Sunday. I walked out of that thing at halftime, and I was like, "I've seen enough." And I think everybody had at that point. Even the players were like, "I've had enough." But it's a long weekend. That's why we've gotten to it. I, there's no way to fix the All Star Game, is there? Like, it's it's not just broken; it's beyond repair. You no, know, I don't think there is. Here's the problem you have is you have the best athletes in the world all gathered in one place. But what is their incentive to go out there and play hard and risk injury (laughs) 
and go 100%. Kobe Bryant said it best a few years ago, the late, great Kobe Bryant. He says, the All-Star game is broken, but what, what they need to do to fix it is treat it like the greatest pickup game in the world. Like these guys need to come together and give people the show that we all want to see when these guys step on a court for one night. Financially, probably not possible. Injury-wise, probably not possible. The risk is too great. But Kobe was right. That's what we want. And that's what a lot of people expect when you put the best players in the world, these 12 and these 12, on the court at the same time. That didn't happen. Okay, let's be honest. The All-Star game is, I'm not really sure how to describe it. but <laughs> It's not a game. It's kind of a mess. It's an exhibition. It, it, there, there's some fun parts, okay? I mean, Jason Tatum scoring 55 is fun. He was, he was doing all kinds of great stuff. Seeing LeBron dunk like that. And for some people, just seeing LeBron run up and down the court and do his thing is is enough. It's his game, isn't it? I mean, like, he makes a it point. It has been for the last decade. He makes a point to be like, this is kind of all revolving around me, not just because I'm a captain and I'm picking, but also because, like, wait for me to throw the chalk in the air, wait for me to greet everybody personally, even to go over and greet Melo and Vin Diesel, who are on the sidelines, and, and, and then we'll get the game started. Like, uh, now we can start now that the king has, uh, has gone and greeted his subjects. Yeah. And so there's that part, too, where you go, LeBron, he does have these flashes where he's like, I know I have to perform. But the rest of the group, I was thinking about it, and I was like, okay, Jaron Jackson Jr., like, there's no point of you being in this game. Like, you're not, you're not that interested. I'd rather be in Cabo. Yeah. But, go, but going <laughs> back to your point about the greatest pickup game, yeah. these guys play basketball year-round. Mm-hmm. Like, like th- there's epic, epic stories about when they all played at UCLA and all these and they, and they and they play hard. I mean, when the, when this team was playing, you know, you think of the '92 Olympics and the and the Dream Team, and they talk about some of the greatest basketball games that ever ever happened were in those practices. Yep. These guys know how to play, and they know how to play in a level that's competitive, but not stupid, right? And they, yeah. if they're such great athletes, and I think the risk is very minimal. I really do. I I, I think it's so embarrassing. Yeah, the reason I think it's the the risk is minimal is because these guys, um, they like, like in the NFL, you just knew there was there were certain tempos for certain practices, but there was a tempo that was meaningful. It wasn't like a, you know, non meaningful. It was never just. And they know what that line is. They yeah, absolutely, yeah. and none of these guys are going to go, you know, do stupid things and what have you. So I think you can have that pickup game. I think you can have a much better game. And still, and still minimize the risk of of some of those things happen in, in this exhibition. In this in this exhibition, it's really it's really exhibitionism. It's like a streaker. It's just a, it's it's just bad. Like it's just so bad. <laughs> Turn away. I think Turn it's away. I think it's worse. Yeah. I think there's a higher probability of injury with with guys just kind of going half. I really do. I I I just don't like it. So that being said, maybe you can comment on that. Whatever, but. What did you really like about this weekend? What was something that just really grabbed you and really just said that that, that was cool? The, I mentioned Jason Tatum scoring 55. It kind of felt in that game that you have LeBron, who's the GOAT, right? And it's just coming off the heels of being the all-time greatest scorer in, in NBA history. It felt like there was some guys there that wanted to say, okay, I'm next. <laughs> right. And Jason Tatum is the guy that really took that on and said, I'm next. I'm the alpha on this court now. I'm going to score 55. And so if you're a Celtics fan, 
you loved the All-Star game because your guy is the alpha. You know who else wanted to be the alpha? Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. Donovan Mitchell. He was trying hard. He was trying hard. He scored 40. And I, I think if it weren't for Jason Tatum, Donovan Mitchell is holding up an MVP trophy in Salt Lake City where he played for five years. Was, he doing, it, cool. was he doing it to kind of rub salt in the wound no. with the Jazz no. and try to show? Or no. was he really trying to assert himself as, as one of the top players in the NBA? Knowing Donovan, how I do from that media versus, media player relationship and having interviews with him multiple times, he those things matter to him. Uh, the, the full circle stuff and all yeah. the things he pays attention to and he likes and how being liked. Always, he talks about how he you know he wore a Cleveland uh, Cavalier jersey when he was a kid and he was a Cleveland fan yeah. and the significance of being traded there and so coming back to Salt Lake City and winning an MVP trophy where he where his career started would have had meaning to him so I think he was highly motivated. One other thing that really stood out to me this weekend was Damian Lillard. You talk about the All Star game guys not caring. This meant something to Damian Lillard. This was a homecoming for Damian Lillard. And I know that he he understands that while he's at the top of his game and he's one of the greats and he's one of the best in the league, that clock is ticking. Yeah. And the opportunity to do some things and reach the goals he has were, were ticking. He did the three-point contest, which not a lot. I mean, there was a good crowd. I mean, a good group of players that did it this year. Jason Tatum, one of them. But he really wanted to win that because that's something that he has set a goal as. And he's done it twice before and came up short. Yeah. But coming back to Utah, being home. Wearing that Weber State wearing jersey. Wearing the Weber State jersey. Um, making that half-court shot in the All-Star game. Scoring 26 back home. This weekend meant something to Damian Lillard. And that's one of the things I'll always remember about this All-Star game. Maybe even for me personally more than Jason Tatum was Damian Lillard coming home per se, representing Weber State and doing what he did here, where kind of his whole basketball journey, I won't say started, but went through. You know what well, I mean? A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Where he went from nobody to somebody. So that that Saturday night was pretty special. I mean, the, the skills challenge was kind of like, eh, you know, it's, it, it needs it, to go away. That's it was, dumb. It's weird, and they have them, when they have them weaving in between stuff. Good and, for the jazz. It was cool. It was it was nice. But that's I love I love that silly event. Right? Colin Sexton's like, you know, I mean, look, we went out there. We he's like, we were. It was kind of easy. And then <laughs> and then you hear yeah. Walker goes. Relax, dude. We cut. We only made four shots in that final round. <laughs> he goes, you got to settle down. We weren't. I was amazed because I think that. So you had the Antetokounmpo brothers who couldn't make a freaking yeah. shot, and then the rookies oh, the were rookies like, "Rookies were worse." The rookies were like, "We got this." They made one freaking shot at the end. I'm all hit all ones. You would have won the whole thing yep. if you would have just hit floaters from the one point spot the entire time. And and in the end, the Jazz get to hold up the trophy of whatever significance that is. 
But the Mac McClung dunk contest ended up being one of the better Electric. dunk contests yes. we've had in the last 10 or 15 years. And so that was a benefit. Those are the, I start to think about things that, and we talked about going into the weekends, like, okay, what's going to be the John and Carl holding up the MVP trophy from 93 moment for this year? Is it Damian wearing the Weber State jersey yeah. winning the three-point contest? Uh, is it the Post Malone concert? <laughs> you no, know, no. is it the is it the uh, you know fill in the blank? Is it is it LeBron and uh, Giannis picking and Giannis uh, forgetting that John Moran had been moved up to being a starter and uh, and and tried to pick him as a reserve? Yeah. Uh, there are all these things that kind of move into the weekend, and of course, unfortunately, the Chuck comments of this being a boring a city is also going to float to the top. This serious guys, of course, Why are we it, reacting and because being offended got, by this because, because there's a, we have a, segment a tremendous compliment. It's a tremendous we're compliment. We're not smoking, we're not drinking, and we're all going to heaven. Do you know what he's talking about, that there's nothing to do in Salt Lake City? Do you know what NBA players do on the road? Uh, yeah, I do, actually. <laughs> I'm not saying all NBA players. I don't want to make this a sweeping Some. generalization. Yeah, I Some. it's but pretty much NBA most of them, JJ. <laughs> complain that there's nothing to do in a town, they're talking about strip clubs and weed and whatever else, okay? We had so, a couple whiffs down there when we were walking by. Charles is saying they're going to heaven. Do we get it? Like, yeah. this is not... If you're you offended by this... Like what's why? There, there, because there's Scott just a, a segment of people. Utah. I'm just telling you, there's a lot of people that this just rubs the wrong way. And I get the humor. Like I, I lived that humor. Like yeah. I lived in a locker room where nothing was sacred. Like I was made fun of because I didn't drink. Yeah. You know, and I'm and I was made fun of because of my religion. I, I believe me, I, right? I've heard it but all. But you also wore that as a little bit of a badge of pride too. You know? That's kind of who I am, right? It never, it never. And at the end of the day, really, people go, I really respect the fact yeah. that you're really that person, you know, and 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 that meant more. But it wasn't like on day one, wasn't on year <laughs> two or five or whatever. You know what? But, I just figured out. But you know what? I gave it back to people. Yeah, yeah. And sure. and I was and 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 I'm just telling you, race, race, religion. All of they it went was, after you over all those things. Oh no, and I went after them too. And, and you know what? And it wasn't it wasn't personal, but in, when it's out because in a there public relationships of trust, right? And when it's out in a in a place like this, and yeah. the, the, I can, you know what? I I kind of it rubs me wrong. I figured it out. You know what Salt Lake City is and was this weekend? The NBA's designated driver. That's what we were. <laughs> that's what we were, and that and that's the role that we have. Be like, hey, buddy. Can I hold the keys for a minute while you guys uh, act stupid? We'll take care of you. We'll make sure you show up on time. We'll make sure that you get there to your to your destination safely. And that's uh, that's our role. We've got to be the designated driver for everybody else. And I'm okay with that. I'll just say this to everybody listening. I, I mean, Charles and Shaq are just having fun. Trust me, those guys enjoy coming here. Yeah. I, they've been here many times and they yes. enjoy it. Okay. Chuck got a cake from it was his birthday. We gave him a cake. Yeah. Come on, man. And and I don't know what the players really thought of coming here. I think they go they travel all over the country. So they have friends and they have things they do in every place they go to. Here's what matters. The people that matters, people in the NBA were blown away. We're impressed with the way the city handled it. The volunteers, the organization, the media coverage. The NBA was blown away with the job that Salt Lake City did as a host city for the All-Star Game, and that won't be forgotten. Hmm. It won't be forgotten. See, my favorite part of all of it, and, and you're, you're like I loved all of what you said, and those yeah. were great moments to me, but when it when the game, of course, was a big letdown, 
Big dud. Always it is. always is. I, I know that, but I just expected for some reason because everything else was so good. Yeah, I just expected it to be a different game. Hey, if, if Mac McClung you know? can save the all, save the dunk contest, it's maybe like, somebody can save the All Star game. Maybe they'll try hard. And and the minute it started, it's like all the drama with the draft and the the post Malone and just the build up to the game. And then the minute it started, it just it just died on me. It was watching all the people. Like to me, the people watching. At the All Star Game, Top notch. that that to me was above anything else. Just the most enjoyable part of all of it, and, Weird, and just no, people from everywhere, okay. local, and even the local people that were really interesting, and and the people that weren't. It was just fascinating to me to see all the people. I loved it when we watched all those people walk by our booth and you go through like the the most famous people I saw here that were not basketball. I mean, the most famous people here this weekend were basketball players, right? That was and Chuck and Shaq and, and, Jewel. and Kenny and Jewel from Payson, Utah. Payson, Utah. <laughs> Jewel. Come on, everyone went. Give huh? me a break. I'm like, look. I go to my Wikipedia immediately. I'm like, excuse you. So I I start going through it and I go, look, all the all these people who had this amazing, you know, all the things that are associated with this game and and the things that make this a big deal for Salt Lake City. I, I there is the part where. You know, the NBA sort of makes it feel like you are lucky to have us. And it's like, yeah, but, you know, the NBA, and I hope Adam Silver feels the same way, I think they know how important a franchise like Utah is. Yes. Ryan Smith, I was, I'm, I'm, I'm there at the game on Sunday, and I'm just watching down toward him, and I'm just kind of seeing the time he's having, the friends he brought. And it was kind of interesting because he had across the court, you had Gail and her husband, and Vin Diesel sitting right next to him. <laughs> I thought, that was hilarious. I'm sure they partied the night before, right? <laughs> and I'm looking at Gail and Vin Diesel but it hanging was, out. It's like the, the old versus the new in terms of like here's the yeah. here's the here's the legacy ownership that walked us into this moment. And then this is the guy who picked up the baton and uh, and propped us up during this moment too. And I thought this is really awesome because everybody else is going to leave. And we get to keep the Miller Family Foundation. We get to keep Ryan Smith and, and, and Ashley Smith, that ownership group that cares about this team. And the Jazz fans, you know, is it going to come back in 2053? Who knows? Will it come back earlier than that? Who knows? The bottom line is is that this entire weekend when we had the governor on last week, he was like, look, this absolutely helps us in the future to be able to get bigger franchises here in other sports. The Olympics back here again at some point. And that's why we do this type of stuff, so we can prop ourselves up a little bit and be seen. One hundred percent. This is growth. This is this is another step, another great event. Um, hopefully, the Olympics come back in twenty thirty, twenty thirty two, whenever that's going to be. Uh, and and as far as the All Star Game goes, I think this would this perspective may help people understand, make maybe feel a little bit better about it because it's never going to be what we want it to be. The All Star Game is a giant basketball party for the rich and famous, the elite. Okay. This, it is what it is, and you saw the rich and famous here this weekend, and you saw what it really was about. It's all about them getting together and having a good time. Yep. It is a celebration of basketball. It's nothing more than that. And if you accept it for what it is, it's fun and it's a great experience, and I hope that people did have a great experience with it, whether you had a little bit went to a free event or if you actually attended some of the events. I hope you enjoyed having it here because you're right. It's about this place becoming even bigger and bigger and bigger when it comes to being a figure in the world of sports correct me if i'm wrong in our whole conversation here have we talked about laurie marketing being and i don't i don't think we have i think well that's what's great about it not mentioned laurie didn't mention him at all i mean he was a starter he was and he he had a great first last one picked but (laughs) the last one Was, was that odd to you that 
the awkwardness of yeah. the uh, yeah the drafting. Do you I, like the drafting? I like that they're trying new things. Um, I like that they're trying to mix it up so it's not just east west. Um, but in the end, it is kind of awkward when the greatest basketball p- players in the world are gathered and someone still has to be picked last. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's weird. kind of insulting to the player that. And it's crazy because in the world. it's crazy because it was the starters too. So all the reserves had already well, yeah, been picked. We remember they used to do, they 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 changed the format because it's like they offended Rudy Gobert by picking him last. Right, and all that kind of st- somebody still sending stuff from LeBron and KD. Right, which you know those guys are kind of you know whatever. <laughs> kind of gives you an idea of how some of these guys might treat each sure. other. And that's a different story for another day. But they tried to fix that and they just actually doubled it. <laughs> Yeah. So maybe they need to find a different way. I don't know. Again, it's one of those little things about this whole all-star thing that's kind of like, ah, I just, I wish it was something different, but it's not. And so we just have to kind of accept it for what it is. Uh, let's talk about the rest of the season here real quick yeah. while we have you for another uh, couple minutes here, JJ. So um, the Jazz have 22 games left. What's the... Uh, like what's what's a good spot? Like what, what I'm not talking about like in the West. I'm talking about where you satisfy Will Hardy and his desire to be able to keep these guys busting their tails. Uh, the front office is satisfied by the fact that you know you're not necessarily getting to the playoffs, or I don't know where's the best place for this team to end up after 22 games. I think you want them in the lottery. I'm not going to sit here and try to rationalize the idea of being in the play-in and all that kind of stuff and being that being valuable experience for this mm-hmm. team. You know, if they earn it and they go and get it, so be it. But where this franchise is right now, and I think the the decisions made at the trade deadline signal where they want this to go. Okay, let's be honest. Um, and so let's let's get there. I think it's all about the future right now. Uh, you have discovered some pieces that matter. Lowry Markkinen is an all star starter. He can be a cornerstone for your franchise. I believe they still need a number one. I think Lowry is an elite two. Maybe you know. I, I just I think that if you want to win a championship, you need one more guy. You need one more alpha, right? But then yeah, they got Russell Wa- Westbrook. <laughs> hey, missed opportunity there. I can't believe it. Another time, another space, maybe. But <laughs> Walker Kessler is obviously got shown a lot of special. He's attributes. that piece. He's a piece to the puzzle. One hundred percent. He's yeah. you're going to be your rim protector. Yeah. He's going to be a dynamic center in this league and kind of fits the new basketball. Has range. And, yeah, yep. absolutely. Um, you know, Colin Sexton could be a guy. I think that you look forward. To being a part of this, and you know Ochai Abaji, and you, you're finding some pieces here. But ultimately, is, Jor- is Jordan Clarkson part of it? You I think, think he's. Just- I think they want him to be part of that. We'll see how the contract thing shakes out. And we'll see what Jordan wants. Does yeah. Jordan want to be part of this process, or does he want to go chase a ring? He's in his 30s. Yeah. Everybody loves JC. I talked to Danny. Danny wants him here. Brian Smith wants him here. Everybody wants. We all want JC here. So. He, but he's he's in a point in his career where he's got a decision to make about where he wants to go. And maybe this rebuild is quick, and he's part of that. Absolutely awesome. Yeah. And I think that there's room, obviously, under the cap for them to sign him and, and and make that happen. So let's hope that he's part of that as well. But ultimately, this is about the offseason. And what are they going to do in the offseason? they gotta, they got to they gotta nail the, the draft. Do they have three picks still? We'll see. So the draft looms as the next big thing. The lottery night, NBA draft lottery night, when that happens, that's going to be the biggest story of the year for the Utah Jazz. Yep. Where do they land in that lottery? And then what do they do with the cap space that they have next summer? Do they use it? And then we find out where this team is next year. But they accomplished all their goals they wanted this year. They were entertaining. They were fun. They found pieces for the future. And they're in position to get even better. They added a, they added a first-round draft yeah. pick at the trade deadline. Yep. They've done everything exactly how they wanted it to do. It could not have gone better. 
Plus, they saved some money on Mike Connolly's contract. I mean, that's exactly. Again, yes, they cleared caps. They've. This has been an absolute model of what you do year one and trying to turn a franchise um, and rebuild a franchise on the fly like that and, and to turn some of these guys into assets. It's been tremendous. JJ, what's on TV tonight? Oh, man, we've got a lot going on. Um, Utah State is playing Wyoming tonight. That's a big college basketball game. Big changes at Utah State football. Yeah. They're looking for two new coordinators. And there's two new members of the Utah Jazz. We'll tell you who those guys are coming up tonight at 6 and 10. Uh, local face, probably. Uh, yes, which I'm really, really thrilled about because yeah. no one personally Ooh, I'm really happy yeah. for. Well, and we interviewed him on Friday, and it was Ooh, like... Yeah. We're talking about Frank Jackson. Frank Jackson is now a member of the Utah you know, Jazz, which I was, is amazing. I, I was like, it blows my mind. I covered him in high school, and he's here. It's just... I'm yeah, so thrilled for and, him. And that's after, you know, already you know making waves at Duke and then in the NBA yeah. as well. And so on Friday when he was on with us, and, and we're kind of like... When are you going to get back to the league, man? Because you're scoring 26 points a game and, like, let's go. He belongs. There's no question about yeah. it. Yeah, so that's really cool they're going to get in that shot. Uh, JJ, thanks for hanging out, man. You got it. It was a fun weekend. weekend. I yeah, hope everybody really cool. enjoyed it and, and accepted the All-Star for what it was. Scott left his uh, concession vouchers uh, on the table, literally. Can't, can't use those now. You can't. <laughs> Frame them. Souvenirs. Souvenirs. <laughs> Frame we'll, put them. It, we'll put them on the wall, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sell them on KSL Classifieds. The old, the old media voucher for, for a meal. Uh Let's take a break here. When we come back, more to go. Thanks again, JJ. Appreciate it, man. Uh, Are you a business owner? You've got better things to do than just job hunt and scramble around and find the next great hire. Let Spherion Staffing and Recruiting do it for you. Visit online the folks at Spherion. Spherion.com slash Utah. Spherion.com slash Utah. We'll take a break here. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought... There are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.